Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Rampant Mumblings. The strange yellow thing in the sky has remade an appearance, so I'm doing another portable podcast. All thanks to opinion, an iPhone, and nothing but you know, the words coming out of my mouth really. Anyway, this is going to be a quick one because today I met someone and Apple really has changed her life. So just to give a bit of background to her story, one of my jobs, I do a bit of pet sitting, and that can often involve staying overnight at some people's houses. As you might expect, there's a booking system where I get notes left. And on this one, I was a little bit concerned because it said that the woman was deaf. Now, my mum was deaf in one ear, and sometimes having a conversation with her, uh, how do I put this nicely? It was a bit of an effort. Um, If the hearing aid battery was low or there was other factors involved, anyway, sometimes it could be a bit frustrating. So when I read on this, uh, it said, you know, she's deaf. I was thinking, well, okay, that's not a problem. So imagine the surprise when I get there, ring the doorbell, and nothing was amiss. The miss, that's probably the wrong word, but you could not tell in the slightest that she was deaf. And it was like, Oh, okay, uh, are my notes wrong? So I then asked her, I said, um, I really, really hope you don't mind me asking, but down here on my little thing, can I just update the notes? Because it said here that you're deaf. She goes, yep, I'm completely, completely deaf without my special headphones that tie in to my iPad and iPhone. I went, seriously? And she went, yeah. She said, the Apple iPhone in iOS, thanks to its accessibility features, and she rattled off a load of the accessibility, fe- accessibility features, had changed her life. Um, now, if I believe correctly, she's got some form of arthritis in her ears, which basically, unless she has these really fancy-schmancy um, hearing aids, or ear aids, or earbuds, hearing aids we'll call them, she can't hear a single thing. And then she was starting telling me about, you know, thanks to Apple and its accessibility mode, she's living, and uh, not living a wonderful life, but there is so much more she can do now thanks to the accessibility features than before. Being an inquisitive chap, obviously she didn't mind talking about it whatsoever, I go, what do you mean? So it's little things like she can control the sensitivity of um, of her hearing aid. The hearing aid can give a beep when the doorbell goes, when someone phones her on her landline or someone phones her on her mobile phone mainly. But the really, really cool thing is that her iPhone works in conjunction with a hearing aid. So when she goes to one of her friends who talks really, really quietly, it knows by GPS and geolocation and all that sort of stuff to increase the sensitivity of her hearing aids. Conversely, when she goes to another friend's house and they talk really, really loudly, um, it does the opposite. It, it, it knocks it down a bit. And it can even be set to do a little bit of auto adjustment, but she didn't really go too much into that. I said, wow, that's amazing. And she said, yeah, and thanks to the way that it all integrates, she's able to do things like listen to music and have conversations again and, you know, not miss things and not miss the phone. And, you know, she's got three kids to look after. And, you know, just all of the accessibility features on the iPhone had really helped. And I thought it was just a a bit of an interesting one just to do a quick rampant mumble about this to see someone who, because we all talk about, you know, the new features of the iPhone, you know, force touch coming up maybe, and all these other features. But I've not really ever seen an article where someone has met someone who's actually been reliant on the accessibility features. 
All of this made me think back to when Tim Cook said a while ago about when someone questioned him about the return on investment for accessibility features and stuff, stuff like that. And he said, some things we just don't consider the bloody ROI on. And you know what? Seeing this woman and just how enthusiastically she could talk about, you know, how iOS and its features have actually you know, changed, I wouldn't say changed her life, or maybe it has, I wouldn't quite know how to put it, but no matter how you say it, it's definitely had a big impact on it. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Now, of course, I know that accessibility isn't just a remit of Apple, but, you know, I'm an Apple fan, so it's just nice to hear someone talk about this. And, um, you know, especially when it reaches beyond the processor, speed, force, touch, you know, touch ID, oh, you know, what app is going to be next. When you, when you use tech, and the whole purpose for any tech in my life is that it's got to con contribute something. Uh, admittedly, you're listening to a chap who's... Um, He's almost contemplating spending 39 euros on getting a plug socket just so I can turn something on and off via Wi-Fi. And the chap who bought the LIFX light bulb that he still hasn't used yet uh, just to turn uh, a light bulb on and off. In fact, as I'm working away, I should, should plug that in. In fact, why am I, working away, why am I announcing that I'm working away on the podcast? Dope. <laughs> anyway... Most of the tech that I have has to serve a purpose to either enhance stuff or be a part of my daily routine or make it easier, which is why I love the Apple Watch. So to hear someone that has fully benefited from that has been brilliant. And now for something completely different, uh, obviously I haven't inserted my soundboard clips here because I'm having a thought about trying to go mobile for a week and use nothing but iOS to do everything I do my stuff on. And one of the chaps on Twitter, um, whose name I do know, and I'm not just saying this because I've forgotten your name, uh, it's just I haven't worked out if I should call you by your first name or your Twitter handle. So if you have sent me a Twitter and you know what I'm on about, let me know how you'd like me to refer to you, just so I don't drop myself in it. Anyway, thinking of going iOS only for a week, hmm podcasting might be a bit of a struggle now recording the podcast no problem pushing the podcast up and out again it's indicated no problem doing all the fiddly bit well that's the main problem so the problem i've got right now is if i insert a sound clip there's no way i can level it off as far as i know at the moment there's no way i can sort of uh, levelize the audio so you don't listen to me and then something screeches or goes really quiet that's the first problem and then because of the style that I podcast in which is if I can't think of anything to say halfway through a sentence I leave a long pause and then I use audacity to remove the pause so it all sounds a bit seamless and thanks to Carl Madden for that tip you can't do that automatically on an iPad or an iPhone so not quite sure how to bring all that studio stuff in. Now, there is an app called Boss Jock, which may do the job, but I don't know if it levels everything out. Now, there's a chance I could use Boss Jock, export the file onto my phone, and then import it into Opinion and push out that way. So I might give that a go and see if, uh, if that helps. And that's called Boss Jock app. Or is, I can't remember the way. Anyway, if you, look for the, if you look for the app Boss Jock, you'll see what I mean. 
Speaking of apps, my app for today, or this week, or whenever I have it, and I'll probably go into this more on the Mac and Forth show this coming Wednesday, is an app called Ghostery. G-H-O-S-T-E-R-Y, so Ghost E-R-Y, where it lets you do some ad blocking in a browser. Granted, the interface isn't as seamless as, say, Safari. It's not baked in. Uh, the navigation controls are a little bit crunk, a little bit kludgy. I think it's more aimed at seeing what sites are using what marketing to track you, but you can turn off adverts. And believe me, once you do that, you're not going to go back, says the man who has, an, who has a website with too many adverts in at the moment. But that is going to change. I've made the decision, I'm going to reduce the amount of adverts and just try and push out more content to, um, to go for them. Whilst I'm thinking on it and about iOS apps, has anyone tried Pixelmator and resizing an image? I haven't tried it yet, but it looks like there is a bit of an image quality when resizing an image on the iOS app versus the desktop. So to do this, what I normally do is create a new image, set the dimensions, import from the camera, and then use the resize handles to compress it down. And it's pretty much the same technique I do on the desktop, but I don't know, it just looks a little bit more blurry to me. So let me know if you've got any tips out there for any apps that will do a bit of resizing. Uh, I know of a couple, whether or not they've still been updated and whether or not they aren't completely over the top with adverts, please let me know. Oh, that's right, speaking of adverts, I have the first screenshot of my uh, website being in newsstand. Sorry, not newsstand, news. And basically, it's sort of like, how can I explain this? So if you go into Safari and you go into Reader View, it's like Reader View, but with images. Uh, and that's pretty much the best way to explain it. So it doesn't look, uh, some websites don't look as good. I don't know how the font formatting works. I don't know if it pulls the fonts down or uses Google fonts or it's just all baked in. But a couple of people from the My Mac mailing list managed to send me some screenshots. Uh, that's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, I um, Actually, I must go and check my browser, not my browser, my analytics, to see you know what sort of hits I'm getting because it is only available in the US at the moment. So stay tuned for that one. But for now, news just looks like Safari with Reader View enabled. From what I can see of a couple of screenshots that have been kindly donated to me. And finally, for those who've left feedback, thank you very much. I haven't forgotten about you. When I get back to my desktop, I promise that should be sometime this week, I will give you the, uh, the reviews read out on the podcast with a little bit of music. And just like Jaffa Cakes, I need more. There's never enough. You always want one more bite. So if you haven't joined the show, if you have got anything to say, please take a moment to leave some feedback on iTunes. You can contact me via the Twitter at OceanSpeed, or if you want to drop me an email, you can do via the essentialmac.co.uk website and simply click on contact on the top right-hand corner on the screen. And so until next time, when hopefully I won't be so much out of breath walking up a hill, ta-da!